<laughs> Welcome everybody to episode ninety. No, what? Go ahead. Okay. I well. ate my chair. Welcome everybody. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome everybody to episode. Seriously, Jake, stop doing that. <laughs> It's gonna be bonus content right there. Anyway, <laughs> all right. Welcome, welcome, welcome. The fuck. <laughs> Okay, for realsies now. Hello, everybody. This is episode 99 of the Generation Gaming Podcast. You done, Tyler? You know what? Yeah, I'm done. I'm sorry. <laughs> you go, on. go on. Go on, go on, go on, go on. I was going to let it go. Yeah, I know. I had to do it one more time. <laughs> I got to admit, you guys are pretty funny when you want to be. Anyway, I am your host. <laughs> 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 wow. Damn. Damn. <laughs> well, anyway, I am your host for this week, the Jack of Hearts. And with me, as always, is my two bunch of knuckleheads and misfits over in Iowa. Tyler, how are you? Oh, man, I'm doing fantastic. I'm on here on Twitter now, doing some tweeting, um, looking at people on Twitter. Um, what am I doing? I'm sorry. Uh, I'm doing fan-freaking-tastic. Not really. No, I'm back at work now. Vacation's over. I gotta start doing that real-life thing again. Not fun. Uh, um, honeymoon is over. Yeah, yeah. Sunday was a very depressing day. I spent pretty much all Sunday, like, in, like, laying down in the dark, just, like, on the verge of tears, because I gotta go back to work the next day. But... <laughs> You laugh. That is such a I'm, sad image. I'm just I, I'm right dead now. serious. I was I was very depressed on Sunday. Uh, it was a good five day weekend though. But now I'm here recording you jackasses, so I'm even more depressed. Let's go on. <laughs> okay, uh well that was Tyler and uh over in Tennessee. Yeah. Jake, how are you? I am five beers in right now, so I'm pretty good. I haven't had alcohol since the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, and God, I miss it. A whole nine days. A whole nine so, days. So what are you drinking? I am drinking, or I did drink, uh, four, wait. Uh, I'm six beers in now, and uh, this is my six Shiner block, and then after this, I'm going to go downstairs and get my uh, Shiner variety oh. pack that's in my refrigerator getting cold. Because this six beer is pretty, uh, is getting pretty warm and I don't like it, so I'm going to have to down it pretty fast. How, how, <laughs> oh, no how shit. have you been, Jack? Well, you know what? I've been doing alright. Basically, what I've been doing throughout the last week is I've tried to make a clear-cut decision on what type of vocational, like, job skill thing I want to learn so I can go ahead and try to delve inside an actual legitimate job field where I could actually afford to get and do stuff on my own, pretty much. So, dancing? <laughs> Stripping? So, basically, what I need to do right now is just save up some money. I'm planning on taking, like, some sort of skill course over at my uh, my local college and stuff. It's going to be online classes. It takes about, like, six months or so to complete, like, 240-something hours. 
Hmm. So, so it's just means I just need to be much more uh, smart when it comes to my money instead of just spending it all on uh, crap. <laughs> By crap, but, you mean uh, retro video games? No, actually, no. <laughs> By crap, I mean like just basically any type of more copy dealy. But regardless, <laughs> I'm doing all right. Just uh, yeah, basic work, just doing the same old, same old. Nothing really exciting's been happening, but. Uh, Speaking of things that are exciting, though, we're going to do a little page that's a little bit different right here, as we're going to delve into the news first before we get into what we've been playing. <gasps> what? <laughs> what is this sorcery you speak of? I don't know. I don't know what to do anymore. So, exciting news did come out yesterday as uh, presented by, honestly, something kind of surprising right here. Kind of Funny Games, which is consists of a bunch of former employees from IGN. You know, people like an editor, say... For example, Greg Miller, Colin Moriarty, and stuff like that, somehow got the somehow got the okay and stuff like that, and got uh, former Konami like employee like Koji Igarashi, the main guy that's behind. That was just one of the Godfathers and stuff of say the Metroidvania style of games. So basically, what it was, it was yesterday. It was a whole eight-hour stream of basically Colin Moriarty. Koji Garashi and his translator, and uh, and surprisingly among all else, Aaron Hansen, Eagle Raptor, was oh, wow. present as they were playing eight hours of games, like indie games that were inspired by what, uh, you know, basically what games Igarashi made in the past, you know. So basically most of the games they were playing were inspired by Castlevania Symphony of the Night, which is the game that he's most renownedly known for. With it, they play games like Rogue Legacy, Axiom Verge, I mean... Yeah, just a bunch, even Guacamelee to a certain extent. Hmm. So the big news coming out from this is Koji Igarashi has launched a Kickstarter where he's looking for money so that he can create his basically spiritual successor to his style of Castlevania games that uh, he created back when he was working with Konami. And the result of it is Bloodstained. Now this game, Bloodstained, is kind of interesting because it mixes sort of like uh, the... It's sort of like an anime art style. It's not like, say, like a gothic art style, which some of his games are known for. But inside of it, you're doing like you're exploring entire like areas inside the castle. You have different weapons. You have different types of various like uh, leveling up systems. Quintessentially, it's pretty much similar to say Symphony of the Night and the other type of Castlevania games that it was responsible with creating. And the best so part about the, it, yeah, more the two D side scroller Castlevanias. Yes, exactly, and from not, what not like Castlevania sixty four. No, 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 no. <laughs> he was not responsible for Castlevania sixty four or Legacy I don't of think Darkness. Anyone claimed responsibility for Castlevania sixty four. Uh, the Mormons. No, not the Mormons. Oh, that's just nice. Yes, they were whole. They were wholly responsible for that whole boss battle with death, where you had to explore the three elements. Anyway, <laughs> and marry three women. Sorry. Oh boy. But uh, anyway, Tyler's offensive comment of the week. Check. One of the most exciting <laughs> things about Knock that off. <laughs> exactly. But anyway, one of the more exciting things about this game in general is he's bringing with him a lot of his uh, old like uh, development buddies and stuff that he used to like work with while he was working with those older games. So that means the quality factor is going to be much higher than opposed to say the corporation, say Konami, just like basically putting together a bunch of scrubs and stuff like that in order to work on like. Whatever type of uh, game stuff. So as of like what? 
right now it the Kickstarter thing was at least over one million seven hundred thousand. That's the last time that uh, I checked. However, their whole Kickstarter goal was like five hundred thousand dollars, which they surpassed that in like three hours. It's like three hours and like thirty six minutes. Exactly. And one of the reasons why he eventually went, you know, left Konami in the first place is because Konami, the company in general, told him that uh, he, they were not interested inside of his game idea and the game that he was going to be creating because it wasn't going to be profitable for the large-scale scenario stuff. Which is kind of sad thinking about it this way is because a lot of the major gaming companies now think of it like as uh, more or less of a profit game, so games that would have been funded and stuff, say the past previous generations are getting scrapped in favor of these whole AAA budget games that uh, may be lucky to maybe make over a couple of million <laughs> after spending like maybe four or five hundred million on them in production. Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm not surprised Konami made the decision. They are the ones that are you know, getting rid of Kojima. So yeah, they're not very well known on making good decisions as of late. So this year, I think they're about... not, this year has not been a good year for Konami. No, it hasn't, it hasn't mean, been good as, for Konami for a while. Actually, now like, I think about it. Oh, for like mainly, it's like this year's been pretty bad compared to the rest. Yeah, yes. I mean, I I agree with Konami. Like, if they made this style of game, up a Castlevania style game, it probably it won't make them you know twenty thirty million dollars. But I. I think, you know, a Castlevania game like that, I mean, they made a few on the, like, Xbox Live Arcade, I think, and they did fairly well sales-wise. They sold see. over a million. I yes, they were just remakes. Well, no, well, they no. did a remake of There was one remake of Symphony of the Night, but uh, there was yeah. another game that was totally new and separate, which uh, composed elements from the other Castlevania games that, say, Igarashi had a, had a hand in creating, so you had a lot of those level elements. I forget the name of it, but I think it was like Harmony of Despair, I think it was. Xbox Live Arcade game, you can get like about six people, different characters you can play as. It was really interesting because you can find loot, you can do this and do that, but it wasn't really Harmony say, of a... Despair? Yep, that's what it I is. I think it was what it was, yes. I remember and playing Harmony, a lot of that. They did Mirror of Fate. Each... Oh, that was an yeah, that was an yeah, that was totally okay. separate, though. That was by uh, Mercury Stream, I think. Oh, okay. But uh, anyway, well, Jake, what do you what do you think about this uh, this game that's being made here? I I'm not really a fan. Never really been a fan of the Castlevania games, but mm-hmm. I'm happy that his his game his spiritual successor is getting uh, God, what do you call it? Uh, getting fu- got funded like really quickly. Yes. So. Like he, the, the the only more the more it gets funded, the more they're gonna put into it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I appreciate that, but it's like other than that, it's like I have no real interest in it. And like, but I like I said, I am happy for them. Like, and I am happy for, that he's getting to make his game. Yes, that he feels like he wants to be made. It should be made, other than like uh, the remakes that we keep getting. Oh yeah, I mean, I've I seen... thought we'd go one week. I thought we can go one week. <laughs> Without remakes being discussed. Oh, damn it. Well, that's the I, thing, I, though. I, I tried to it's awfully over. hard, it. Tyler. It's awfully hard because there's constant like right. rumors we, week in we and week are out. A, we are a podcast that talks about news. It's yep. not our fault that every gaming news that comes out is about a remake every week. I know, and there's news mm-hmm. about the new Gears of War remake. I'm aware. Let's not talk about it, though. 
I know, and I know. But anyway, continuing on to a bit of the topic before we move on and stuff like that, Tyler, what do you think about the this new uh, game exactly? Um, honestly, I'm never, I'm, I'm kind of with Jake in it that I'm not the biggest fan of these Metroidvania games. I've liked some here and there, uh, okay. but uh, I, I, what, what Jake said, I pretty much mirror what he's saying. Where it's awesome, he's making the game he wants to make. And yes. it's a game. It's not only a game that he wants to make; it's a game that fans want. And basically, this is his way of proving that to Konami and all the big wigs out there, like, hey, these games. There's people that want these games. Yeah. And they're gonna they'll they'll pay us essentially to make them. I don't know Which, if actually I don't. Uh, the last thing I don't know if I want the big wigs to think that. Like, Wait, they'll pay us to make these games? No, never mind. Don't yeah. don't listen. <laughs> don't. Yeah. That sounds bad. Like, I like the Kickstarter thing because there's a lot of people that want to make what they want to make but don't have the yes. yeah. to. But when all these uh, AAA game developers are going that route, yep. it kind of puts me off a little. It's like, eh. Well, then yeah, again, a lot, of these I mean, triple, a lot of these publishers are going that way because a lot of the AAA developers are not even giving them remotely a chance in order to try to you know yeah, the give them money and do those type of stuff. give them the money. Yeah. Yes. Aren't, so, aren't no, giving them a chance. And it's like the movie industry. You're going to sit, keep seeing the same shit get put out every other half a, half a decade. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I don't know. I like I like it. Um, I wish more of the the bigger developers out there would focus more on these smaller games. Like yes, uh, like U- Ubisoft has done it. Has been really good about in the past. Like with Tetris. Don't have those... Oh my god, dude! For real, like Tetris well, is <laughs> so big right now. Like the well, fact no, but that I mean... they put out Tetris, <laughs> I can't even do it. Well, no, but like they they did a couple games last year. Uh, Ch- uh, Child of Light, and I'm yep. spacing the, the World War One game they made. Like that, I'm uh, raving about. No. What? No. This... Um, I can't think yeah. what it's called. But they, but they have, have you know a history of doing this in the last couple of years where they're focusing more on those smaller you know more I guess indie style games. I wish mm-hmm. more of those big wig companies out there would you know like EAs and um, Activisions would like see like this isn't going to be a you know a hundred a billion dollar seller, but there's there's profit behind this and you have some very talented people that want to do some different things. They made that one. What's that Homegrown that Ubisoft did Homegrown. as well on Steam? What is it? Oh boy, I'm not sure. <laughs> home something. Home. I can't remember what it's called, but I mean they. Homeward you know, Bound. More... The game based <sighs> off the movie. I would <laughs> buy that game Bound. if they kickstart that game. I'll buy. I'll, I'll fund it in a heartbeat. You'd the play as sassy as she trains that uh, harsh trend in like uh like secluded forest. Yeah, what was, <laughs> that? What was his name? Shadow. <laughs> that got hit by the freaking uh, Shadow. That got. Sh- that nail got nailed by the porcupine, or no? It was chance. That was chance. chance. Got hit. Yeah, shadow fell into the ditch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was sad. I uh, can't oh wait for the God. mini game. We get the where, uh, where, uh, God, what's the cat's name again? I'm sorry. Sassy. Sassy. Thank you. Where she falls down the waterfall. That's gonna be an awesome mini game. <laughs> She'll probably be like. <laughs> I'm sorry for derailing. I really am. <laughs> I, no, well, I'm really excited about this game. <laughs> the well, getting out of this the, game, a game uh, that's 25 years late. It's not that old. <laughs> 20, well, Homerbound was a 90s movie, so it's like God bless. <laughs> well, anyway, from one 90s thing to another inspired 90s thing, right here. Uh, my thoughts and feelings about this new game is: Hey, I do love the Metroid 
Vania style of games because I love the exploration elements. I like the elements of like using one weapon, then going back and trying out different other weapons. The boss battles, the this, the that, the leveling up systems. It's just one of those type of games which I really love and enjoy. You're speaking to someone that has played Symphony of the Night off and on since like 2003 and really love enjoy going back to it, including right now since I'm replaying it again, but this time on the like the Vita. <laughs> but uh Yes, I'm really excited about this coming out. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be leaning towards getting on the PS4 when it does come out. Let's see. PS4, Xbox One, PC. There's no Wii U thing confirmed, but I'm pretty sure they'll probably add some sort of uh, goal, possibly. Maybe another added goal to try to get it on that service, since it's kind of dumb not to, since it's extra money. So, anyway. Our next topic of business right here. So, guys. There was a trailer that released today. And it's of one of Tyler's very favorite franchises, oh. Assassin's Creed. So, Ooh, a new yeah, Assassin's, Creed Assassin's Creed Syndicate. Game. So, have all of you guys watched this trailer? I watched the whole 27-minute uh, playthrough and oh, really? documentary. Yes. Oh, really? I just watched the trailer and like the nine-minute gameplay thing. <laughs> oh, you, you said okay. it was his favorite franchise. Of course you watched the entire freaking thing. No, okay. It is not my favorite franchise. That's obviously Metal Gear Solid and Mad. Um, and so, the movie me... show. No, it's not, I no, guess one of his favorites. Maybe not the most it's favorite. A, it's a, it's a, it's an enjoyable franchise. Anyways, um, do you want me to take over on this? Go into details. Yes, go on ahead, man. Okay. All right. So Assassin's Creed Syndicate was announced today. Um, basically, there were some screenshots that leaked. Uh, I think like early this year, um, it was codenamed Assassin's Creed Victory. Uh, it takes place in 1868 London. Uh, this one um, is more, I guess, modern in the fact that it you can actually it's going to be uh, you can actually have vehicles in it. You can drive vehicles instead of just running through the towns. It's going to be more it's going to be more of a sandbox game. Uh, it has some GTA elements to it, some Bat- mm-hmm. uh, Batman elements to it as well. Um, so the kind of the, the main thing is that it's like I said, 1868 London. Um, you play as uh, two people. There is Jacob and Evie. They're uh, twin brother and sister. Um, and it's it's more about like pretty much instead of just like killing kings and it's instead of being so religious based, this one's gonna be more about um, just kind of the rich and the poor and dealing with mm-hmm. that element of the industrial revolution where. The rich people had all the power, and then there's the you know, the poor people, and this one's more about um, organized crime. Okay. So they're kind of going a different route where they've we've normally seen them, and also in the gameplay, the the hand, the, the the fighting, the combat is different. Where instead of a lot of sword based fighting, it's because it's in 1868, you can't walk around with the, everybody walk around with a sword. Uh, you can't obviously do that in 1868. So this one, it's more of like hitting knives. They do have pistols in it. Um, hmm. But it's going to be based more on hand-to-hand combat, hmm. um, so it's going to be a lot. And they said it's a lot more fast-paced. And they, the video shows it. It's a, instead of uh, like I talked about before the, the old Assassin's Creed, where it was basically wait for the guy to attack you, a parry and counterattack. That was the whole freaking yep. combat for seven games. Um, so that one, they've definitely changed up the, the fighting style. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember everything that happened in this one. Oh, they, so the, basically what's going to happen, it sounds like anyways, with Jacob and Evie is, 
I don't know if you have a, an option to choose between the two in each mission, or like some missions you're Jacob, some missions you're Evie, but Jacob's more of a, he's more of the, the, the fighter, and Evie's more of the stealthy person, Like so she's kind of like, so I don't know if you're going to let you like, that'd be interesting, kind of cool, if they'll let you like pick each mission, like, you know, who you want to be, and then you can kind of go about mm. it. Uh, the way you want. So if you want to be more of just the combat style, you can be Jacob. If you want to be, you want to do more of the Assassin's Creed style, you can be Evie. Uh, but it sounds like they've definitely gone um, away from kind of the old, basically the things they've been doing since the beginning of the franchise. The Assassin's Creed uh, formula. Yeah, they're going. Yeah, thank you. They're they're kind of changing like not the whole thing, but they're, they're changing some minor things. Like I said, the combat's gonna be different. It's gonna be a lot more. It's gonna be a lot faster. You can actually drive around, such so as running everywhere. Um, I think that sounds kind of cool, but I then I watched the gameplay trailer, mm-hmm. and it looks just more like Assassin's Creed, but with, I would say, almost Batman Arkham uh, fighting, I guess, because the hand-to-hand combat in it. Hmm. So, and then they showed, like, the sneaking, and then, like, the whole climbing the buildings. It just looks like Assassin's Creed. So, like, yeah. How do you feel I about say, that, Tyler? <laughs> uh, I said it before. I said it, I'll say it again. I don't care anymore. Like I've been, I'm just tired. I, I, I said the, the best thing. I I hated Unity, obviously, and it was even when it was even the parts when it wasn't broken. It was just not a fun game. But the, I said the best thing about Black Flag was the parts when you weren't doing the Assassin's Creed stuff. When you were apart. Yeah. So everything that wasn't like the normal Assassin's Creed trope was fun. But then we did these, we did the, the actual main missions and some of the assassin stuff and all the side quests. It was kind of boring, and mm. this just looks like yeah, the fighting's changed a little bit, but just like the whole everything else about it, just like it looks more the same to me. So and they and I also when I watched the video, I'm like, like I watched this like mini documentary they had, like the first like 15 minutes is like a little documentary about them making yeah. Unity and like the failures with it and what went wrong. They talked about that they just they went. They went tired too much at, in too short of a time. Instead of you know maybe just doing a few things in in Unity and then adding them into the next few games, they try to cram it all into that one and make the biggest city they ever did. They try to just go all out with it with Unity and it backfired on them big time. Yep. So I'll, I'll say that the you know Ubisoft is a master at hyping. Because um, yeah, when they, they when are. they were just when the guy was talking about it, I'm like, oh that sounds awesome, and then. I'm like, I might actually want to get this. And then I watched the video. I'm just like, oh. That's okay. <laughs> great. There's some, there's some cool elements to it where it's going to be more about, there's like, there's talk about like there's seven gangs, uh, basically like London is separated in like seven different areas and each one has its own like gang and it's like they're run by, you know, their own people. And you pretty much at like certain times in the game, like you just end up having like a big gang war. It's like gangs in New York, but like with Assassin's Creed in London. That's what it seems like to me, like when I, when I was watching this, and like eventually it leads to like this all-out brawl with you and your gang against the other whatever gang you're facing off of against and their leader, and you have a big fist fight in the middle of like of the streets. And that looks that sounds cool, and it looked kind of cool, but I think overall like everything else, but that's that's the non-Assassin's Creed stuff. I have a feeling the other eighty percent of the game is going to be the Assassin's Creed stuff, which is boring and been done a thousand times before. Yeah, by Ubisoft, by Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, what Jake, how do you feel? Like, <laughs> I feel like this is the non, non-Jake podcast, because everything we've talked about so far, I've really not cared for. Like, oh, I've that's never okay. Really, I've never really been a fan of Assassin's Creed. Like, 
Yeah, the trailer was like I was interested because it was a different area. It's not. It doesn't seem like it's going to be running around uh, stabbing people with swords. This is in. Oh my god, I'm trying to remember what era that was. But anyways, doesn't really matter what era it was. But it's like I'm curious. It's so because it is something different that yes. I, yeah. I want. I played every Assassin's Creed game except for Unity and Revelations, so more prob- more than likely I will play this game, but I don't know how I'll feel about it. Like, I'm sure it'll be the same Assassin's Creed that I've disliked since Assassin's Creed 1, but they need a new break. Like, Watch Dogs wasn't that great, uh, Unity was terrible, like the only thing thing that they had the last year was Far Cry 4. They definitely needed a change yeah. to that formula. It's like, yeah, it's the same formula. Like, So, hopefully it I mean, will be better. I, 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 this will probably, this will definitely be the first Assassin's Creed I have never bought at launch. Other than, I guess, It'll be your game vlog. Game five game. Yeah, I mean, Very true. this one's, I, I'm not saying I'll never play this one. I think it's just not what I'm going to get at launch. Like they've kind of like the, but the, what you, the way Unity came out last year broken and it took like a month or three months to get fixed. And it took then, several I mean, months. It was ridiculous. Yeah, and then it's a game that if I see it like you know cheap for twenty thirty bucks next spring, and there's nothing to play, like kind of like right now, I have nothing to play. I, I I'll probably pick it up, but like, but this is not. I don't trust them anymore. I don't trust them anymore. I, I can't. I'm gonna wait for reviews, and I'm gonna wait for what the public says, and I'm gonna wait till it's cheap. Okay, so before we move on to this topic, I'll just say that uh, yeah, I'm sort of a moderate fan of, of Assassin's Creed. I played a little bit of uh, the original one, didn't like it. Played the second one, and that really caught my attention. I end up platinuming that game, platinuming that game, my first playthrough. Played three, got uninterested like about the first couple hours in, just like everyone else. Yep, just like everyone else. Played Except Assassin's me. Creed 4 for like a little bit, though, but got uninterested in that because it was basically the same thing. But uh, looking at this trailer right here, it, it has the elements that kind of interest me in games I like to play. For one, the gameplay is a bit fast-paced in terms of the contact, the, you know, sort of the, the combat dealy. Instead of like the usual, like, uh, you know, parry attack with a sword, do this, do that, and stuff like that. Yeah, there are elements that make it Assassin's Creed, you know, the same old, same old type of stuff, but I like the element where I can do fast combat stuff, that I can go ahead and zip line up the buildings and stuff like that, like, a lot faster than just climbing up random stuff. I like the idea that I can go ahead and possibly, like, just take out uh, all these gang leaders doing this and doing that and stuff like that. I'm not necessarily sure if I want to play it at launch. I do want to see more gameplay footage of this, and possibly a little bit later on, possibly, you know, maybe check out some reviews or two. Though it's just the thing, though. I'm very uncertain how the quality of this game will be at the end, especially since developers nowadays want to try to, you know, sucker in people for doing their old DLC content stuff. So this is basically one of those games I will more than likely buy possibly six months after it launches when it goes down to possibly 40 possibly 25 you never know but anyway that's it for assassin's creed let's delve into another interesting news article so ea releases 
is going to be releasing two big games in early 2016. So EA has released a schedule of uh, some of the games that they're going to be releasing for, I believe, the end of this year and the beginning of 2016. And what's Mm -hmm. interesting about this is there are two games that are front and center right here for 2016. One of them is Plants vs. Zombies. You know, a new Plants vs. Zombies game. And the other one is Mirror's Edge 2. So, basically, this is kind of this is kind of an interesting thing. It's kind of interesting to me and stuff like that because we've heard next to nothing about a new Plants vs. Zombie game. But at yeah, the same time, I don't think we've heard anything about it. Yeah, I know this is the first instance, and it just kind of makes me wonder if it's going to be a traditional Plants vs. Zombies or something experimental, like say like Garden I'm sure Warfare was. It'll be like uh, Garden Warfare because that's what I'm pretty sure that's what made everyone uh, enjoy. I know plenty of people enjoyed Plants vs. Zombies, but that was more of a casual game. And Plants mm-hmm. vs. Zombie Garden Warfare kind of hit with the hardcore gamers as well. Yeah. And they could, it could be but either way. Like I'm not entirely positive. Nothing else has been really said about it. Yeah. But mm-hmm. like I'm sure it's going to be more Plants vs. Zombies-esque. I hope so. I mean, I really do hope so. I mean, uh, the yeah. Garden Warfare is a great game to play with a bunch of friends. I mean, hell, Tyler and I were playing playing with the talking ship, like people, the group, and their whole like uh, gamer night ding. I think it was like last month or something where we were just playing Garden mm-hmm. Warfare, doing this and that and stuff. Yeah, it was pretty damn fun. Just all the whole card element stuff, upgrading your uh, your plants, leveling up, doing that. Yeah, Ta- I mean. I imagine that's probably what it's going to be. I, I wouldn't be surprised. We're probably it's one of those games we'll probably hear more about at E3, because um, I believe they did the same thing with Garden Warfare, where we didn't really know much about it, and then just kind of like a couple months or so before it came out, it's like they announced it. I think so. So I, I, I bet we might we might it could even be that it could be like in November or December they they release a gameplay trailer for Plants for Zombie. I don't see it being. Um, it is. It only says PC. It doesn't say consoles. So it could just be. No, it's consoles. Is it consoles? It says okay. pla- platforms. Uh, console and then PC. Oh, okay. So all right, I was wrong. Um, so it may, maybe it will You're be wrong. Maybe, How do you know? I'm being wrong. <laughs> I'm sorry. I apologize for being for being uh, incorrect. Hey, just um, just realize you're on the internet. You can't be wrong. That's true. <laughs> but um, I'll be crucified. Um, no, but the Mirror's Edge one is kind of interesting because we really have seen, I mean, we've seen some alpha stuff like yes. last year, but that I mean, it was still an alpha. I, get, I mean, I guess in a year and a half they can make it, but I wouldn't be, I'm not too surprised, I guess, because EA loves to release a big game every March right before uh, April 1st, where that's, you know, that's the end of the, the fiscal year for them. Yep. So I can see these being two games probably coming out in early to mid-March. Um, around the same time to just get a nice little boost on their uh, for for money, so they look a little better to the stockholders. I'm very excited about Mirror's Edge too. I'm looking forward to mm-hmm. E3 when we'll actually go forth and watch some more footage of it from their press conference. But uh, being a big fan of the original game, I'm kind of wondering like what else have they've added to this thing? Can I actually go through the entirety of the game without having to kill anybody, which was a prevalent achievement feature back in uh, with the first game released? Yep, got that but, one. But anyway, hey Jake, what do you feel about Mirror's Edge, though? I, I never played the first one. 
But oh. you know, I played the first one, man. It's no, actually a pretty decent it, game, dude. When I when yeah, I keep hearing that it's like, but my levels are high for that game now. It's like that. It's like I have to play the first one before I'll be able to play the second one, unless it's uh, they don't follow the same story. There, there's not really a story to the first one. Yeah, but, no, not really. Yeah, that does also that also makes it feel worse because for me. Like, unless the gameplay is set to a high standard, which I hear that Mirror's Edge is. Yeah. It's it's awesome parkour, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's like, I hear the gameplay is phenomenal, but it has to have somewhat of a story. Like, well, that's how I feel like Destiny for me, because, like, Destiny has a story. Like, God forbid that <laughs> people on the internet see it, but it also has great gameplay, uh-huh. I, but I'm kind of curious if I don't really want to... I might pick it up because i got my new computer, but I might pick it up on... Because I think it's on sale right now. But, like, it has to have a story for me. And, like, I like the park... I like parkour in some games, but not necessarily all of them. Mm-hmm. If, uh... Mirror's Edge... If I, if I consider it a good game, I'll pick it up but I have to see something about it like I'm glad they announced something before E3 cause yeah. E3 is what Just... in one month yeah oh, uh, yeah month from today yeah one month uh, as a recording just a little over a month man just craziness yeah, yeah so it's just like, just I'm... find just play Mirror's Edge uh, and, and come back to us yeah I'll, pro- <laughs> I'll probably do that in a few minutes so don't worry about it I'll be back bye yeah. No, uh, but for real, like I'm, I'm curious. It's one of those games that I've wanted to play, but I've always been iffy about picking up. The sequel right. might be a pickup since there's not many original games on the next, this current generation. Very true. I mean, the t- like I was just, just for example, you know, I know I talk a little bit more about like talking ship and stuff because that's really a podcast I've been listening to and like. Uh, context and stuff while I'm working out and doing stuff like that, but uh, I kind of agree, like, in certain terms where this generation so far has actually felt like one of the worst in terms of, say, like, uh, getting started with, like, those big-name games that gamers are more confident in just investing into, you know, say, like, their consoles and stuff, just to get that one or two, like, major games, like, in comparison to, say, the Xbox 360 when that first launched, and then the first year, year or so, we had games like Call of Duty 2, like, Elder Scrolls 4 Oblivion, you know, PS3 had its, like, rough launching period and stuff before it finally started getting some, like, great, well-known, like, uh, games that people wanted to buy the system for, so, <laughs> I kind of, I'm kind of, like, uh, I understand your sentiment, man, just going back and just playing some of the games from the last generation stuff, say, like, a Mirror's Edge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall we shall we move on to the next topic? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, it was an awkward pause. I thought somebody was like going to say something, but uh, anyway, we the next that pause out right now. That was a weird pause, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah it was. It was like a pregnant pause. For a minute. <laughs> but anyway, our next right. article of news cut is sort now. of like a. It, <laughs> our next. Well, article if I cut then, I would have I would have cut off Jake mid sentence and come back and be really weird. Yeah. You've done that before. Don't give me. 
Spike, don't lie. <laughs> no, I haven't. Mid-sentence? No. Actually, contrary to Popular Leap, I actually do listen to them before I upload, so... No, you don't. Yeah, I do. <laughs> no, you don't. Okay. So our next <laughs> article of news right here has... It's a little bit sad, though, but not too surprising. The Division has been delayed yet again, but this time until 2016. I think I, didn't I call that? I, I, I think swore. everybody called that. Yeah, it's like... It's like, we all knew that this game was going to get delayed. For ambitious as the game was when it was first revealed, it, I knew for a fact this game was not going to be released anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, um, it was. it's funny because um, we were talking about doing like EA prediction or EA E3 predictions, and um, actually one of my, I was making some notes, filling out, trying, to come, trying to come up with some predictions for E3, and one of my predictions was Division gets delayed until 2016, so... Uh-huh. Go, ahead, go ahead and delete that off my list, but uh, I'm not surprised. Uh, they did announce uh, late last week that they announced they had a added a fourth developing developer team onto this. So I was thinking it could be one of two things: either the game's nowhere near ready, or there's right. a few things you need to patch up on on a small end. So they just brought in another team to help do those side things for them. But it sounds like it was the uh, first mm-hmm. of the two I was thinking. So. I'm I'm not too upset about it. I mean, uh, the way you know they don't want to come out broken. Um, I mean, obviously we've had enough issues with that, especially it's a Ubisoft game, so they definitely want to come out broken. Um, <laughs> second off, if you look at this fall, we're pretty much jam packed with with shooter games. So, Call of uh, Duty, the, Halo, uh, Star Battle Wars. Front. There's gonna be Man. there's gonna be there's already Rainbow Six uh, announced for this fall. So. We got we got plenty. I'm sure there's gonna be more on the way that we don't know about yet. So we are good on the shooter game. So I think it's a, it's a win win. It gives them an extra maybe six months or so, three to six months in, in the in the oven to patch out uh, some things. Did they plan on releasing the Division and Rainbow Six around the same time? Well, I don't think I really don't know. I mean, they probably they probably working on both, and they figured well we got delay one. Well, they're, they're definitely working on both, but. I'm I'm surprised that Rainbow Six is coming out before um, the division. Last year they only had Rainbow Six. All they had was that pre-alpha video yep. that we got. And division actually, we've it's been shown off at the last two E3s with the full-blown 10, 15-minute video. So right, I thought the division was would be closer to being ready, but I guess, I guess not. not. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I mean, well, I imagine the big the big thing you're going to show off this. Maybe it could be too that they want to just focus on. One of the games at E3 instead of both Ubisoft, so maybe they're gonna spend a lot of time on Rainbow Six. Or I think they're gonna have to the Siege because uh, we literally have seen nothing besides that pre-alpha last E3. So I think that's gonna be their big game this press conference. They also, yeah, they also need to focus on the Dumb Classic games because, like the last one was a uh, Feature War Soldier. Yeah, that came out as a turd. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> a turd. It wasn't. It wasn't a great. Uh, Ghost Recon game, but it wasn't a bad one either. Like uh, it was disappointing, kind of. Like Ghost Recon, uh, God, what was that one called? Or let's just say a lot of the Ghost Recon games are actually bad, but like Ghost Recon One and Two were good. Uh, Advanced Warfighter Two was, yeah, Advanced Warfighter was a pretty bad one. Yeah. Um. Well, that game was pretty bad, just based off the money and the hype that was put into it. So that was a clunker I guess it was also what Advanced Warfare was also what like delayed for three three to five years I think it was yeah I think they got it took a couple of years 
um, after they announced it longer than they thought they would to come out. Yeah. So, yeah, this... Because, yeah, uh, real quick, because when I saw that game for available pre- for pre-order, my GameStop had remodeled, the GameStop I had went to, had remodeled five times by the time it came out. <laughs> it was pretty funny, like, thinking about that just now. That is kind of funny. But, yeah, it's, I don't really have too much to contribute to, like, this thing, because I'm not really too surprised. Jake, what about you? Oh, I'm not surprised either. I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll, by the time we, uh, by the time E3 comes out, or why not, that Patriot, not Patriots, but the next Rainbow Six game will be, uh, delayed. Possibly. Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe. Well, they need their big shooter, though, this fall, so I, I don't know. Yeah. Do they need a big shooter? Because every, every, soft... tr- every big, um, publisher out there needs a big shooter every year. So. What was Ubisoft's shooter last year? Far Cry? Far Cry? Yep. I wouldn't even really call that game a shooter. Like, yeah, it was yeah. first person, but... Yeah, there were guns, but... And you shot them. I would call it a shooter. No, no, uh, there's <laughs> a difference. Like, yeah, there's a... Like, yeah, at first, it's shooting, ele- shooting elements, but... Like, the way you play the game is different from other shooters. When I think of first person shooter, I think of, like, games like... Crisis or Halo or Call of Duty, and Far Cry seems like a different gameplay for me than while. Well, this one's gonna be more the same as Far Cry, where it's gonna be more of a stealth-based shooter, where it's gonna be more about small missions, and I think it will be. I think it's gonna be different from all the big shooters we're gonna get this this fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway. For our next topic, we have a little public service announcement here from Generation Gaming and stuff like that. Don't delete PT on your PS4. It will be gone forever. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so Konami has permanently taken it off the store. And it used to be, even if, it, if as long as you downloaded it, you can re-download it, but now... Um, you can't even you, do that. You can't do that. No, if, you delete, if you delete it, it's, it's gone. That is so. a shitty way of like for a company to say, oh... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is not a. You can't have it anymore. It's gone completely. It's like, yeah, I guess I think they're just trying to erase um, the Silent Hills. They may be hoping we just forget about it. Which, in actuality, maybe it made it maybe worse. Maybe the worst now, idea possible. Because now that's all we're gonna, Now it's like they're making it even more public by the fact they're trying to delete PT. Right. I know. I know, but in that case and stuff like that, that means for those who still have it on their systems and are trying to make some extra cash... You can sell it for $1,000. $1,600, that's all what I was going for. Oh my god, man. Alright, assholes, don't do that. Like, <laughs> No, seriously. That is so I dumb. I was tempted to sell my freaking PS4. I'm like, if I can... I'll just buy a PS4. My yeah, WrestleMania is, though, trip is paid at, for. If you look at that shit, there's no bids for them. There isn't any bits because they've already decided, like upon like the set price, they want it for buy it now options. <laughs> yeah, They're never gonna sell something if it's just gonna be like a buy it now shit. Especially if it's a label for a thousand or fifteen hundred, gamers are not gonna go for that. They're gonna think you're full of shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, since we are more than maybe a couple bit from a month here away from E3. Let's delve into some of our predictions. 
Oh, boy. I know I wrote a bit on the Talking Ship, like on uh, the Talking Ship's Facebook group here on May 5th and stuff, and I'm going to go over, like, a few of them. I'm sure you guys already have, like, what you've got, stuff like that. So I'm just going to list a couple of mine very quickly. So the number one thing I have right here, Fallout 4 is announced and will come February 16th, 2016. The reason why I made this guess in sight, it's obvious that Fallout 4 is going to be announced, coming like E3, you know, like during Bethesda's press conference, there's enough evidence supporting that. And the reason why I feel it's going to be early, it's going to be like mid-February of 2016, it's because they've had a while to work on this. I mean, a hell of a long time, especially since the last, like, like from the last uh, Fallout game they made, New Vegas... And stuff. They probably have already got their settings. They probably already got their things. And you know how, like, uh, certain Bethesda games, once they release, you know, the company actually does more improvements in, like, patches and stuff like that down the line. I feel like early February is going to be a good idea because it's like it gets it out there. It's enough time to where it's like within, like, the quarterly, like, earning stuff for uh, Bethesda in general. So <laughs> that's why I went that way. And uh, I just did something kind of funny and stuff for this next guest right here. For my number two, I said new GTA heists will be announced, which will include character skins from classic movies such as Scarface, Goodfellas, and Godfather. <laughs> it's just something off the wall and just stupid that it might actually be a thing, considering that uh, people... I know there are certain people that love to, like, say... Like, uh, play as, like, avatars of, say, like, their favorite gangsters or something like that. So having certain skins and related to, like, famous movie characters. It's not too out of the ballpark seeing as how Call of Duty has had, like, random, like, celebrity things. Let's say, like, Danny Trejo and, like, the dude from, like, uh, that played Freddy Krueger and stuff like that for some of the zombie stuff. But, Robert uh, England, yeah. England? Yeah, Robert England. Yeah, Robert England. Yeah, that's exactly. Okay. So, for number three, I put Battletoads will come back as a downloadable game that will release by the end of the year. So, Microsoft has went on record to say that they are working on various, like, uh, first-party franchises, like, for some well-known rare properties. We've seen some examples for, like, say, Conquer levels being made inside Project Spark, which I still believe is total bullshit, because it should be its own individual game and not, like, say, a Oh, have you seen that, though? No. Like, um... I haven't seen it personally either, but one of my buddies saw that, and yeah. like he immediately downloaded Project Spark, and huh. like he actually enjoyed playing that Conquerors thing. Uh, oh, it really? could very well have been a test the water kind of thing, see if there's any interest in a con- and I, Conqueror. And I'm pretty sure it was. Like, mm, yeah, more than likely. That got, that got shit time downloads, too. Well, no shit, because Conquer is one of those like nostalgic characters back in the N64 days, and even so, like the remade thing for the original Xbox was pretty big too. Even though it was said, like like uh, Reload and stuff supposed to be uncensored, but it was actually the more censored it was version more censored than, the than the N64 one. <laughs> but another reason why I feel that Battletoads is going to be will be coming back. It's because they've already have like a little guest appearance thing for their Xbox One version of Shovel Knight. And the thing is, Battletoads, in my honest opinion, it makes more sense as a downloadable game, considering that the beat-em-up type of styling is basically one of those type of games where it's nostalgic to a point to where you can release something for about a good $15 or so like that, have some good content. More than likely, I feel it's going to be like a remade of like a remake of their original game, which is going to be kind of hilarious, especially if people want to try to go to that turbo tunnel level. 
<laughs> Which is infinitely, it's infamously hard for certain gamers from back in the day. Now, number four I have is uh, new characters will be unveiled for Smash Brothers. Among the characters I thought was going to be like Ryu, Dixie Kong, and Wart as playable characters. One, uh, the reason why I say Ryu from like say Street Fighter is because there have been as there's has been like certain evidences like inside the code that hackers have been able to unveil within the source code of the newest Smash Brothers where they've seen data for Roy and also for Ryu and Street Fighter. So I thought that Ryu may be a safe guess considering that uh, hey, it's in the data right there. They have gone on record to add characters like Pac-Man and like Mega Man and stuff, so Another Capcom dealie. I mean, they're good. Nintendo's good buddies with, like, Capcom as of late. So, let's see. Another one I said, PS Vita. Be bundled with PS4 and cost about $350. That's kind of self-explanatory. That isn't happening. I know. That's that's why I just put they it out there. They didn't do it with really a PS3 standard. and PS, uh, PSP. They might run to it with a Vita and PS4. Yeah. This one. This one's kind of funny, considering I... This next guess here, I put... Since I posted it May 5th, and the whole controversy surrounding this current athlete right now, it's kind of hilarious. The new Madden will feature Tom Brady as the cover athlete. Will be the worst game in the franchise's history. <laughs> okay. But anyway, let's see. The new Zelda will feature new gameplay mechanics but not have a release date. That was, that was super safe on my part, though. Let's see. Well, they already said they won't talk about Zelda E3, though. So Yeah. Yeah, that's but pretty much. Talk about Link. Oh yeah, <laughs> no. They may say some tidbits though, but yeah, you know how Nintendo's so tight-lipped on things. But speaking of Nintendo, the last, the last Nintendo-related one I got, I think Metroid is revived with two iterations: one for the Wii U and the other on the 3DS. It goes back from their Nintendo Direct of last year, where they confirmed that they are making Metroid games. One for the Wii U, one for the 3DS. There has been a canceled, like, uh, like Metroid game that was being worked on that had some photos of concept art leaked. So this may be the time where they're going to be releasing, like, uh, you know, something along the last year or two of the Wii U's life cycle in order to try to spur some interest. Now, my last guess, my last E3-like prediction is Persona 5 will be one of the most anticipated PS4 games after the Sony press conference. Now, the reason why I say Persona 5 is because this game has... This series has sort of a track record the past couple of uh, iterations. On the PS2, Persona 3 released at the end of the PS2's life cycle and is considered by by a lot of like various like RPG fans as one of the, one of the best RPGs for that system. Persona 4... Released at the tail end of the PS, also on the tail end of the PS4's life cycle back in 2008, but was remade for the Vita. That is absolutely one of my favorite RPGs, and is also one of the well-known reasons why people like have picked up the Vita and actually tried out that system in general because of how good of quality it is. So to return back to console-wise, say Persona 5, especially with those screenshots and the video footage of what the game's going to pertain, I feel that this is going to be a game that's fresh enough to where people are going to look at that and say, oh, hey, I want to get a PS4 because of Persona 5. It has that appeal, you know? So anyway, that's mine. Mm-hmm. So Tyler, what have you got? <laughs> um, I was just kind of thinking overall, I was trying to get one for each 
by the big like five or six press conferences. Um, but then, and I'm, I was trying to think more of like outside the box. Obviously, we, we know like probably a Fallout Four is going to be announced. I would yep. say for Bethesda, we're probably going to hear Dishonored Two. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would say on, I guess Two K is not technically part of the um, big the big premise promise people. I think there's going to be new Bioshock announced. Yep. Um, nothing, not no screenshots or anything. Like no, just like maybe like a trailer or something. Um, I'm gonna think. I'm thinking we're gonna hear something big from Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts three. I'm gonna I probably get so. some uh, a trailer oh, on that. Man, that. You just gave me an orgasm just thinking about that. <laughs> you an orgasm. You're, you're welcome. Um, <laughs> we're gonna hear a lot, a lot, a lot from Nintendo about Project Robot and Star Fox. Um, I did like your idea. I didn't even think about the Metroid thing. I could see that. Um, EA, we're going to hear a lot, from, I'm assuming, from Mass Effect 4. We're probably going to get some more details about that. Mm-hmm. It's, we're about, it's, been, it's about time. They've spent two years talking about how they're making it. We've got nothing. We've got a couple screenshots, but we've gotten really nothing out of it. You want to hear something um, funny, though, in, respond, in responding to like uh, the Mass Effect thing? I did have an additional thing, which... I didn't think about saying now, but since you brought up Mass Effect, I'm just going to say it right now. It has to do with uh, one of the other guys that uh, we talk with off and on, like from the the BRB, like Boomcast and stuff like that, uh, Josh and stuff. In return to, like, say, Mass Effect, I feel that the new Mass Effect will appear, Josh will go meh. Features from the original Mass Effect will appear, which will cost Josh to raise his eyebrow. Next, we'll feature a descendant of Commander Shepard rediscovering the different races. Josh will go back to go meh. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds really accurate, but continue on. Um, trying to who's the other big press conferences there? I lost. I, I had notes and I, I forgot to save them. So uh, I had a bunch of ideas. I wrote down a lot. Josh will buy an Xbox One due to Halo Five release. Yeah, <laughs> that would be uh, crazy and amazing. Yeah, Tyler's gonna sell his Wii U and buy an Xbox One That'll because be of the Halo Five. Uh, because Halo Five finale. <laughs> yes, I, I must know what happens. <laughs> oh um, my god. Oh, so EA, I got EA covered. Sony, um, God of War. I was, I was thinking about that was one of the ones I had. I think there's gonna be another a new God of War. Huh? A new God of War. I think that. I mean, with these, I don't mean like yeah. we're, gonna get, we're gonna get full trailers, but I think it's gonna bring it something. Teasers. Of, we're gonna get yeah, a lot of teasers. teaser maybe. Um, but really, that's I don't, I don't really think big. Uh, Microsoft. Um, man, that was a tough one. I really can't think about. I, I think. They got, they've announced a lot of new IPs last year, so I think we'll get more of the same from that. And they always have their third-party stuff, too. So they, they'll have something out. They'll, they'll have Call of Duty. They'll have Halo. They'll have... Uh, probably for, well, Forza. Forza's uh, Horizon 3. Well, uh, we'll probably we'll get a lot of them from uh, Rise of the Tomb Raider. So I'm oh, sure yeah, that's, that's right. I fall. forgot about that game. <laughs> yeah, so that's kind of my predictions. I mean, nothing really... I mean, a couple maybe uh, ones that are a little far-fetched, but... More of a combination of predictions and wishful thinking for me. Okay, Jake, what about you, man? Oh, man. Uh, what I want is Siege. I want that out right now. But <laughs> for real, uh, uh, mainly from Bethesda right now, it's like, oh, no, we're going to see some Elder Scrolls Online because of the console release. We're going to see some, maybe a DLC from them or expansion from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna see a new. Hopefully, we'll see a teaser for Elder Scrolls Six. Oh, that'd be nice. Uh, we're gonna see. I know we're gonna see something from Fallout Four, and uh, maybe Rage Two. 
Possibly. Rage 2, but Dishonored 2. Oh, this oh Doom yeah, 4. More than likely. Doom, yeah, we're definitely. So they, yeah, that's pretty much a given. We're going to see something from Doom. And then for Microsoft, like I said earlier, we're getting. You're going to see Halo. You're going to see maybe a, a Reach HD remake. Um, maybe a teaser for some. God, I'm trying to think what the hell it's called. Maybe Sunset Overdrive 2. Oh, God, no. That's way too soon. Maybe. I said teaser. Teaser, alright? That's way too soon to announce the sequel. I don't know about that. Really? They I'm, I'm the calling it now. Titanfall 2. Titanfall, like a week after Titanfall's launch. Oh, man, that is another. That's well, they announced Titanfall 2 before too. Titanfall came out on release, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Nah, I'm thinking we'll get a, a teaser for Sunset Overdrive, but we won't get like anything solid for another year. I will bet you five dollars they will not announce anything about Sunset Overdrive Two. Alright, I'll take that money. Alright. <laughs> Market Jack, Market Internet. We'll come back to this in four weeks. Yep. In four weeks. But And the deal is done. <laughs> for I'm not really paying attention to Nintendo, I know. We might get something Pokemon related. You're not paying attention to Oh, that was another one I forgot. Uh, we're gonna get, we're gonna get a Pokemon Yellow remake. Oh, no, we ain't getting that. That's been freaking shut up, shut up, years <laughs> shut up, shut up, Jake, shut up. I hate you. I wouldn't even buy the Pokemon Yellow remake. Like I would, I'd buy, I'd movie. buy all the copies. <laughs> I would buy every single everybody I know a copy. Pokemon Yellow. Oh, it's like, play it. Play. I'm like Oprah. Sh- I'm like, you get Pokemon Check Yellow. You seats. get Pokemon Yellow. Everyone uh. gets a new Pokemon Yellow remake. We <laughs> <laughs> hear just hear the aww. And, that, and you hear Jack and Yay! Yeah! <laughs> like, I already bought a copy, but well, I'll take another one. I'll, I'll play through this copy 80 hours. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like something I would do, too. <laughs> no, but, uh... You've, done it, you've only done it twice in the history of this podcast. Oh, I've done in that the twice. Of this podcast, like two Pokemon games have came out. Yeah, and well, I paid, and I played them both for under two for over two hundred hours. <laughs> yeah, so basically over a hundred hours in each version, pretty much. But God, what else? One thing will come out. Oh. Splinter Cell. Really? No, I'm thinking Splinter Cell. Huh? I'm trying Teaser. to think. Uh, maybe Half Life Three. <laughs> no, but that's like for, just a running gag now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a that's a joke. But I I hear I'm pretty sure we'll hear something from Valve. Like I don't know if it's going to be related to it's not going to be related to Half Life, but it's going to be related to a Steam Machine. Hopefully, yeah, more than likely Steam Machine. And I'm, I'm oh, a lot of VR this year too. Oh yeah, it's going to be a shit ton of VR. Like God. we're going to hear something from uh, the Morpheus. We're going to hear something from. We're going to hear another thing about. <laughs> Hololens. Uh, God, oh my God! Freaking thing called Oculus. Since yeah, that's Oculus. getting that's getting a street date. Uh, really, 2016. Is it next year? Yeah, we'll see. Like a major AAA title for the Oculus this year. And God, what else is it? I'm trying. I can't even think. Mainly, just I want Brink too. I really do. Like just. Give me Brink 2 and we'll be happy. That's really it. You can cancel E3 after that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, here, how about this? If they announce Brink 2, I will give back Jake the $5 he owes me after so after Microsoft does not announce anything about Over, Overdrive, Sunset Overdrive 2. But for real, it's like, uh, if like they announce like Fallout, they announce the Elder Scrolls 6, they announce an expansion to, uh, they announce an expansion to ESO, and then, uh, like at the end of it, it's like, oh yeah, bring to mic drop, they walk off stage. That's how you end, that's how you announce bring to. That would be uh, so but, amazing and so hilarious at the same God, time. Is there really anything I'm looking forward to this this year from E3? Hmm. Halo 5? God, no. I played the beta. <laughs> it was terrible. Um, Madden 16? Yep, that's it. Madden 16. All of, there's going to be a new NHL game. There's going to be a new Madden game. And there's going to be a new MLB The Show game. Splatoon? Yeah, I think um, that's all I'm done like for my predictions. All right, my predictions are pretty low. Like mainly just Fallout Four, Elder Scrolls Six, and Brink Two. So <laughs> Bethesda, you better bring your A game because I want you need to take over Bioware. Like you need to take over what Bioware's done because I'm only a little bit excited for Mass Effect Four. And it all depends on what I see, though, for, like, uh, Mass Effect-wise, in order to be if I'm excited or not. I'm sure there'll just be a teaser for ME4. Yeah, more than likely. But either way, there's one more topic of news that we should go over and stuff before we delve into what we've been playing. And that is the GeekTie.me podcast is back on. Who Our knows, good buddy Sam. <laughs> exactly right, running, running gag here. Our good friends from the the geektie.me podcast are starting to record once geek again. Time. Geek time. Well, I'm just going to say whatever. Starring <laughs> Team Br- uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> yeah, he's got he's got another dude till October. So it's Sam, Aaron, and Tom Brady <laughs> <laughs> talking video games, sports, and his susp- and his four game suspension from the NFL. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yes, we would like to st- wish yep. those guys just. Welcome back. Good luck on your prosperous episode runs. Yes. <laughs> you, have, you have a lot to catch up. Yep. <laughs> Starting episode one. Come on, guys. You know better. <laughs> yep. I just wanted to, you know, I mean, they've been, uh, Sam's been a good friend of our show for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been on, I've actually been on the podcast before, too, so. Yes. They're coming back. I think they're only doing, like, one episode a month uh, to start off with. Um, but, no, I'm happy they're back. Um, I've been well known as um, the Sam Stalker and um, Sam Lover, the bit yet yeah, on again, off again uh, in my head, Lover of Sam, and uh, they're they're the biggest fan, so I'm I'm uh, I'm happy they're back. Here, here, here. All right, guys. Now let's go ahead and finish this up here. Let's delve into. I'm what... drinking a Shiner Cosmos Reserve. That shit is is okay. Nice. <laughs> Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and start this off. I'm going to get a couple of the things out of the way. I did finish DK64 finally. I came across a f- like a really scary freaking glitch though. So, I was playing as one of the Kongs swimming around the the aisle of like the, you know, DK Isles and stuff like that. 
and I go try to go into the first area of the game and stuff, all of a sudden my Wii U hard locks, and I just hear this big old blaring, you know, like high pitch thing, and it scared oh. the absolute fuck out of me. It's like, oh god, oh god, oh god, and so I had to turn the volume down. Just literally had to just uh, hold the power button on my console in order for the turn off. Thankfully, I had saved a lot of the progress though, but it's like, oh Jesus Christ me. But, uh, let's see, other than that, though, I went ahead and I went towards the last portion of the game. I will say this, though, for the game itself, DK64, it has not really aged that gracefully. It has too many collectibles, in my honest opinion. Yeah, it, can't be, it can't beat Crackdown's collectibles. Well, no, it can't. Saint, Nothing it can beat that. Saints Row collectibles. I would pretty much agree with you right there, but here's the thing, though. Each Kong goes through the various levels. They each have five golden bananas they got to collect, a hundred colored bananas they got to go through and get their own blueprints and stuff like that. Let's see, what else here? There's other collectibles too. Let's How many I... blueprints are there? There are like about 40 blueprints, I believe. Well, it's not too bad. No, it's not too bad in that certain case. But what is a pain in the ass is trying to find all these little colored bananas. Because if you, because the levels that they had designed rareware back in the time are kind of uh, they're bigger than the norm of what they generally would make for games. Like say like Banjo Kazooie and Banjo Tooie and stuff, which honestly I felt like they were kind of better games, but that's another story. But uh, the way it's structured is these bananas are hiding so cleverly inside the stage you have to go from bottom to top. And once I went through the first couple of stages and went to say Gloomy Galleon and I could not find the last couple of bananas there, I was like fuck this shit, I am not collecting every single banana in this damn thing, it's gonna drive me OCD nuts. So, let's see. The minigame portions I felt were really kind of repetitive, and sort of like, uh, oh god, some of them were like really strange and difficulty too, like, there was this one minigame I was talking with Jake about a few nights ago, where this, this minigame is called Beaver Bother, where basically you play as a little claptrap, a little crocodile dealer, and you have to scare all these, like, naughties, or what they're called. They're this basic beaver-type enemy that was present in the Donkey Kong Country games. You have to chase them down this tiny hole. And so what you got to do is you have to press the B button in order to try to go through and scare all these beavers, about 15 of them, inside this hole before a minute is up. One thing. One... It is absolutely hard to try to get these stupid beavers inside this tiny hole because of the aspect of uh, you have to be precise with how you round you go around these uh, animals in order to try to drill them in because the natural com- the CPU instinct is going to be try to go any which way except for going into that certain hole. <laughs> so what I end up doing is I end up spending like a good ten minutes just in order to try to complete this one mini game. But, uh, regardless, so the final boss battle is really fun because you're facing off against King K. Rule and stuff like that in a series of five rounds. Each round is dedicated to a specific Kong, so Donkey Kong, Diddy, Lanky, Tiny, Chunky, and stuff like that. It's really cleverly done because you have one Kong that specializes in barrels, the other specializes inside, like, uh, his jetpack. And uh, I really do enjoy playing through this, uh, this final boss thing in collaboration with, say... My first initial playthrough of the game, which, yeah, I enjoyed it a lot back then, but going through that final boss battle, like, on the N64 version and trying to beat the game back then, it was absolutely a chore because I could not 
go through each round without having to restart the entirety of this boss battle over and over again. Because that's the main downfall. You lose one round, you got to start all over again. So say if you finally get to the last round and you end up losing by a sliver. Well, guess what? You don't restart the round, you go all over in that sequence. Which is why save points inside the, v the Wii U VC one is really cool, in my honest opinion. But, uh, yeah, I really did enjoy this game, despite having a few gripes. Let's see, the next... Let's see, I did play through the entirety of Super Castlevania 4 in, like, in a... Just, like, basically two playthroughs. Like, uh, two-day playthrough and stuff that probably consisted of, what, three or four hours? The game's really fun, obviously. Control's really tight. The boss battles are really cool. I really love the end sequence of the game because it, it's constructed in, say, like, a four-boss interval. So, you face off against one boss, you get a little bit of HP, then you go off to the next boss. So, what's really hilarious is, like, say, there's the final battle with Dracula, right? Like there is in almost any other Castlevania game. There is a literally a spot where you can jump down from, like, say, uh, the platform that you, you first entered the stage on. You can go forth, you can go crouch to the corner. It's a visible platform, right? And you get all of these health power-ups and all these hearts and stuff like that that was cleverly hidden and you wouldn't think about going forth and doing. So, while I'm facing off against the last boss and stuff like that, I have, like, 99 hearts, my health is completely healed and stuff like that, and what ends up being, like, one of the, probably the... I mean, the battle is... The last battle is kind of difficult, but at the same time, it's really easy in comparison to, say previous games in the franchise, let's say like Castlevania, the original one, and like Castlevania 3, when you're dealing with a couple different forms. <laughs> but the last game I wanted to try to talk about here was uh, a PS4 game, which I did finish in two playthroughs as well, The Unfinished Swan, which uh, did release in the PS3 as well. I have to admit, I really love this styling of a game. I mean, games like Journey, games like Proteus, where you can just play through, not having to really overthink a lot of things, just just go forth for the, the ride and enjoyment. It really applies to this type of a game, because it's structured, say, like a children's book, where you have to go forth and explore a lot of the elements using paint and stuff like that to uncover various plot lines of the story, finding, like, little pages of, like, a, the storybook doing this and doing that, it's really relaxing. And at a point, it uh, compelled me enough to actually go through and complete the game, like around uh, three, I think it was like around three hours or so, and uh, mm. I really did enjoy it, and quite honestly, I'm really feeling <laughs> I really feel like I'm going to be going back and playing it pretty soon. <laughs> mm. But uh, anyway, Jake, what have you been playing? Well, as I let off of the Galil file last week saying that I had a new PC coming. Yep. Uh, it finally arrived, and I play, I got to actually enjoy a little bit of Rust. Like, it's a huh. uh, post-apocalyptic survival game where every uh, other player, since it's a sort of pseudo-MMO, uh -huh. it's kind of a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, Tell them about your experiences, dude. Oh, most of my... 98.9% of my experience in that game has been... Been dealing with fucking dickheads in the game. Like, so... If, um... Like, say you build your house and you decide to leave... 
decide to like sign out, you don't just sign out. Your basically character just lays down on the wherever you're at. So your character is there the entire time, so it's available to be fucked with. Oh, like so if a player if a player comes in and sees a person laying down on the ground, one they're either dead, <laughs> two they're probably asleep, which is logged off. And if a person is logged off, all they have to do is just hold E to loot your fucking body. <laughs> that is a horrible game design. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, sorry. This is hardcore survival game, so it's supposed to be like that. And it's, it's a game. Honestly, it's a game designed for trolls. And the whole premise is, you spawn in on your first server, you're completely fucking naked, like no clothes, uh, no weapons. The only thing you have in your possession is a rock. And a torch. <laughs> and, like, you start from that, and you have to build your way to clothes, mm-hmm. build your way to wep, like, uh, pickaxes and axes. Uh-huh. And then you build your way to guns and C4. Like, you literally go from nothing to fucking C4. <laughs> and it's pretty freaking ridiculous. Like, it's sort of like Minecraft with uh, construction and... Uh-huh. God damn, what was it? The crafting system, that's basically it. My, that's Minecraft-esque. But, if, uh... You have to be careful who you trust in the game, too. Because if, uh... You trust the wrong person... And if someone, like... Uh, they could just fuck you up while you're gone. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, wow. if, uh... It's so easy to come across C4, so no home is really safe. And which on most servers, uh, which kind of sucks, but on most servers, there's a kind of a time delay. Like you hit your crafting, and then uh, it takes like, say, if you want a pickaxe, it takes like a hundred and twenty seconds for you to get that pickaxe in your inventory. Mm-hmm. So it's like uh, there's it's supposed to be that, but on the server I'm playing on, there is no uh, delay. So if you craft it, it goes automatically into your inventory. Cool. But, you say that. Since that happens, people can produce massive amounts of C4. And no time at all. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, which, it's a small server, so I figure it's like, alright, yeah, there's only like at max 20 people on the entire time, and the map is pretty big. But there's... Like, I've only been playing with that for about a week now. Like, throughout the amount of time I've played that, I've probably died about 40, 50 times. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's pretty ridiculous. I feel like, like I never want to play this game. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, if You can't play it if you have a short temper. Like, if you, you get mad at the basic shit. Then why are you playing this game again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, like... I enjoy it. Like, I like crafting. Like, there's a point where I just got irritated, and I'm probably going to stop uh, playing it now. Stop playing cause... it? It sounds no, like you're getting no. angry. <laughs> oh, no. It's like it's a definitely troll game, so if you can't deal with trolls, then you probably shouldn't play it. But, for real, it's like if uh, I was playing it for two, probably about a couple days ago, like the server I played on, it's like I had all this nice stuff. Uh, I had this house. I had this walled-in perimeter that's probably about... This wall was probably about four feet all around my house. Uh, I get I set up a couple of bear traps, like basically just a 
to like give it a little bit of extra protection. But after I had finished building my house, I had walked to my house. I had walked into the small patch of grass where I had put my bear trap, and the fucking killed me. <laughs> it no, it wounded me. It didn't kill me. Like so, I was on the ground waiting for to waiting to die, or waiting for someone to pick me up. So, uh, which no one came to pick me up, even though I asked a person I added on Steam for help. I was like, I asked him, but no, he was raiding someone else. And I was like, <laughs> well, fuck. Now, like, I was glitched, too. It was like, I wouldn't die. And like, so I was just sitting there. I probably played for about 15 minutes waiting for someone to help. Like, no admin was on, so I was like, no, fuck it, I quit. And then logged in the next day, or logged in a little bit later. Nope, no one was on. Uh, I was still stuck so I was like quit fuck next thing I know I'm like, I play G- turn on GTA 5 for, on Steam and I get a message from the guy asked for help he's like hey uh, you died so I would check see if you're glitched it's like oh, fuck so I was like I spawned in I didn't have anything which is great then I teleported back to my house I had a wall. I had a metal wall missing. I walked outside to look at my perimeter. Like there was this huge chunk blown out in the corner of my barricade, <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck!" And then I looked at all my stuff, everything that my pump action shotgun, my all my metal <laughs> shards to make explode, my frag grenades were gone. Like everything was fucking gone. Like all the useful shit was gone. Mm-hmm. I was like. I, was, I started to cry a little. And then I logged off. Then earlier today, I logged back on. And I was like, fuck it. I just tried to build a hot dog. Like, just staircases after staircases after staircases. And then I forgot to account for the stability stability <laughs> factor for my house. <laughs> and I placed a piece of wood. And was like, alright, you're going to stuck there. And I walked on it. Next thing you know, I fall like 15, 16 stories. <laughs> After that, I just rage quit. <laughs> I was like, you know what? Fuck you, game. You, get, you trolled me enough. But like, I'm re- I'm really a fan of these these uh, survivalist games. Like in Minecraft, um, that's all I really do. I never really go into creative mode. I just I like playing hardcore mode in Minecraft because it'll like if you die, the map deletes itself. So you yeah. can't, so you can't basically you just have to. Work to see, see how long you stay alive. But, God, what else have I been playing? Also, uh, thanks to my new PC, I've been playing Skyrim. Nice. Yes, with a couple fucking mods. Like, I can ride chocobos. And nice. I have, um, God, I'm trying to remember what else, what other mods I have. Oh, well, but yeah, but really enjoying this chocobo mod, even though it kind of crashed my game once. Ooh. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was playing like I was walking up on Rat White Run. It's like I just see all these like multicolored chocobos like standing in front of White Run. So I just pulled up my sword and just started like I started hitting one of the like cyan chocobos. And next thing I know, like this entire horde of chocobos is chasing after me. <laughs> and it's like they would not die at all. Like I could not kill them. It's it punishes like, you for trying to kill them. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like you see someone like running through Tamriel, like just with a horde of chocobo on there, like chasing them. 
<laughs> and then, like, it was just ridiculous. That game is ridiculously fun with mods. It I is. Was trying to find, I was trying to find that Macho Man mod, but I, can't, I could not find it. I couldn't even find it either. Uh, yeah, was, for the most part, that's what I've been playing. All right, Tyler, finish us off, man. All right, uh, so I played a few games over the over my vacation. Uh, I'll, I'll start off with the bigger one, I guess, first. Um, Wolfenstein, uh, Old Blood, the Old Blood came out um, this past Tuesday. Ooh, how mm-hmm. was it? Um, I will tell you. Uh, so it was it's twenty dollars uh, standalone game, so you don't need to um, you don't need it's not DLC, so you don't have to own uh, the new order or anything Damn like that. It. You could just yeah. So bought, anybody can get it. Fucking Wolfenstein, the new order, just for that. Well, you should buy New Order just to play New Order because it's awesome. Oh, yeah, I bought it for the New Order, but I also played like mainly for that DLC because that DLC looked interesting. It's so basically the the, the DLC, is, I guess not DLC, but the standalone Old Blood is more of the same of New Order, and I'm, it's not a complaint. Um, like I said, it took me a little under seven hours to finish, um, but I do a lot of like going around finding all kinds of like some of the side stuff some of the collectibles you can do you can get I, I did a lot of backtracking uh, you could probably be in five between five and six hours pretty easily cool um yeah uh it's there's some i have some minor issues with it but uh i guess I'll start to talk about the story a little bit first uh so you play you play as bj uh Blaskowitz again i can never say his name Blaskowitz. Um, Blaskowitz. um he is going he actually starts off with you going to castle wolfenstein um, and you're going to try to get this folder from this lady named Helga, and basically <laughs> this course. folder, of course. yeah. So this folder has a location of Deathhead's um, base, which is actually what um, is how um, the New Order starts off. Is you going to the base? So it's a prequel to the New Order. Um, cool. And so the, the first half of the game takes place in Castle Wolfenstein, and then you eventually escape. Like you get you get captured. It's a minor spoiler, but it's in the first half an hour of the game. And you uh, end up spending probably the second half of the game in like this nearby uh, little town. And it was actually the last probably 15% of the game or so is actually dealing with Nazi zombies, which is really fun. <laughs> um, and uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a trope that's been around for a while, but it's a fun, it's fun in the Wolfenstein world for how this, you know, it's crazy over the top, um, the way he deals with it. But um, I felt like, as far as the story goes, it's very, it's pretty much bare bones. That's basically the story. There's not a lot of uh, what made I think the, the the gameplay was awesome, was was fantastic in New Order, but I thought the characters and the story was was excellent as well. And I think that's what made it such um, a great game to me. Why? It, that's the reason why it, it put it was on my top. I think it was top five games or so of last year mm-hmm. um not only because the gameplay was surprisingly fun but i thought i just like i said the characters were great um the cutscenes in between stuff I, I, what i liked about the new order or the yeah new order is that there was a nice little flow where there was some elements where you were um doing dealing with someone like learning the backstory of because it takes place i think in the 50s um what all the stuff that's happened that happened in this alternate universe um in world war ii um and learning about the characters and all the fun, all like all the people, all the people you have that work with you in your group, and then you know learning more about the main villain. This one doesn't really have that. There's there's cutscenes. I, I think like they're cut up, they're broken up. I think into eight chapters, 
and there's usually a cutscene at the beginning and end of each one, but there's not much more, and they're only maybe a minute or two each, so there's not much more to the other than that. Um, and this one, it feels like it's more of, it doesn't have those breaks in the action. This one feels like it's just pure action. So in New Order, there's a thing that happened, it happened probably maybe ten times or so in the game, where you would go into an area and there would be a commander or two, and it would tell you how close you are to them, and if they, if anybody saw you, they would like raise the alarm, and reinforcements would just keep coming until you kill them. But you could sneak around, get past the enemies. You can kill them, obviously. Um, stealth. It's, it's a combination of stealth in this game and you know, just shooting. Um, but if you're stealthy enough, you can get past all the other guys and kill the commanders. You can, they won't set the alarms off, and you can you can just sneak right by without getting into a gunfight. Or you can just go in, you know, you know, just start blasting everything up. And that that happens sparingly in the game. It was broken up a lot in sections. The old blood, it was basically like, all right, you go and you kill. You go through one of those sections. We they take out some commanders, get past that section. Next section, rinse, wash, repeat. You go in. There's another section of bad guys, and there's commanders there. You gotta kill. Them. And that happened. There's I think about literally twenty times in the game, maybe a little bit more, uh, where you actually have to deal with that um, scenario of going into a section and fighting, you know, and there's a bunch of enemies, and then there's a commander, you got to sneak it past everybody and kill them. Um, and obviously you can go in, like I said, and just go balls to the wall, guns shooting blazing. up everybody. Yeah, guns blazing. Um, and I, it's a minor complaint. Um, it's I don't. It's hard to complain too much. It's $20. Um, I, people were complaining that it was short for the amount of money you spent, but I think the new order was uh, about 10 hours, and that was a full 60-hour game. This is half half the length and the third of the price so I can't I, I'm not complaining I, I loved it I love being back in that world um, the gameplay is, is a lot of fun uh, I would say um, if you are if you still are interested in Wolfenstein I, I would say you know check this out it's cheap but I think you can get Wolfenstein for about 30 bucks maybe even cheaper uh, I used I picked it up for probably about $25 I think yeah so you, but you might be able to find it used for a little cheaper so I would say um if you're interested, you know, I mean, if, especially if you, you played New Order and loved it, get this because it's more of the same. Um, but, I mean, check out, obviously, check out New Order um, as well. I think that's, um, New Order obviously is the better of the two. But if you want um, to play more, get back into that world, play something new and refreshing with it, then um, check out Old Blood. Uh, the other game, uh, the, one of the other games I played this week is Race the Sun. It was one of the... Games we got this uh, uh, free this month on PlayStation Plus. Cool. Uh, it is cross by with the with the PS Vita, uh, PS3, and PS4. Um, essentially, it is a um, kind of a flying game, but you can only move left to right. And basically, it's there's one goal of the game is just survive as long as you can, um, avoiding obstacles. You know, it could be just like uh, you know, uh, and it's just it's just shapes. There's no there's no design to anything. It's basically it's it's just a white everything's white in the world pretty much but then the obstacles are like black um and there's just there'll be pyramids or it could be circles could be whatever um and basically it's just a fast moving game where you just you, you move left to right trying to avoid things and what you want to do is survive as long as you can and build up your, it's basically just a high like get your score as high as you can kind of game where the longer you go without dying your score goes up and also there's orbs you collect so there's like these uh blue orbs you collect that every five you get raises your multiplier up uh one so, you know, if you collect five, you go up to two times three times four times five. And um, then there's uh, the the yellow orbs that actually, so basically I should explain this first. 
is that this there's a sun and it's setting mm-hmm. and you can see it in the background and if it fully sets um basically you your i guess your ship um that you're using is essentially um solar powered I, I guess is the best way to put it and um if there if it's not like there's certain areas where there's shadows and if you're in the shadows too long your ship um stops and, it, and if it stops the game over um so basically if you get these yellow orbs it um it reset it kind of pushes the sun up so it might uh, you know an additional you know 30 40 seconds so you want to constantly find um, yellow orbs and uh, then there's also the green orb that gives you the ability to jump um, but you can only jump once for every green orb you catch um, and it helps you prevent from collisions with obstacles so if you're about to if you're not going to be able to move out of the way of an obstacle in time you can press x jump up over it and just you'll glide for a few seconds um, there's also a purple one that i've seen that's a shield where it basically gives you an extra hit so if you get into a collision, um, it, you know, it's, it's basically it's it, like I said, it's an extra hit. So you're not dead yet. Um, but it's yeah, like I said, if you if you hit something, game over. You start over from the beginning, and every day the levels change. Uh, they're not like 100 percent different. There's a lot you'll see a lot of the same uh, similarities every day in the levels. Uh, the way some things are set up, but overall, the, everything's moved around. Everything's different. They're, they're not the orbs aren't in the same places every day. There's you know minor things change here and there. But they're separating the, the regions, and like region one's fairly easy to get through. I mean, the first, it takes a few tries, but it's fairly easy to get through. Um, then region, they get, each region gets slowly harder and every day. I actually had a um, couple of runs that were over a million, which is actually a million's pretty good. Um, not best in the world good, but I mean, I think I had a run that was like one point seven million. Nice. And it was, I think I, was, I ranked like the top four hundred that day. Um, so it's a lot of fun. Each a game can last you anywhere from like five seconds to yeah. five minutes. Um, and five minutes, I mean, I, I would say on average a minute or two. Um, right. But it's not a, it's not a game that I could sit there and just play for hours on end. It's I, I enjoy it for like uh, I got twenty minutes. I'll play. You, know, you can play a bunch of games um, in there. Um, but it's I would say it's on the Vita. It's initially made for the Vita, and they re-released it. So like I said, it's cross buy for everything. But it, it'd be a perfect Vita. It's a perfect Vita game. Um, it's made for the Vita, um, but I liked it. It's free um, if you have PlayStation Plus, so check it out. If it's it's on all the consoles, I believe. I think it's on PS3 as well. And the other game I uh, I got to play this week, I got to play the um, uh, Splatoon beta. Oh yeah, um, all the specific yes. Splatoon Splatoon beta. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, they had the direct last week. Um, not a lot of big news came out of it. They're, they did announce some, a few things. Some some of disappointing uh, that there's only going to be five maps available at launch. Uh, basically, there's only going to be one online mode called Turf Wars, and I'll talk about that here in a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, exactly what that is, and that. But they did say some cool stuff that basically over the course of the summer, uh, they are releasing stuff. Uh, they're going to do updates sporadically over the summer, and I think um, in the fall too. Uh, releasing new game modes and maps as well, uh, so that's cool. I mean, it's they're not you know giving us very little content and then charging us out the ass for the additional stuff. So at least not yet. Well, that's good. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of cool. But going into the beta, uh, they 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 broke it up over some weird times. Uh, there was three one-hour sessions. There was one like Friday night, like from ten. This is all Central Time from ten p.m. to eleven p.m. Um, I was able to catch like the last 25 minutes. I didn't. I got. I didn't get home till like 10:30 um, Friday night. So I was able to catch the last 20 minutes or so, and I played it. Then they had it again at like 6 to 7 a.m. on Saturday. Oh, God. Sure, I, I got. I got lucky enough. My my dog woke me up at like 5:45 in the morning, so I, I was like, I might, might as well play it. 
And then there was another one from 2 to 3 p.m. on Saturday as well. So you got three one-hour blocks to play this game online only. Um, and there's only two maps available in the beta. Um, just playing Turf War, it's all 4v4. Um, Three-minute sessions. Um, but I really, really enjoyed this game. So pretty much what Turf War is is that um, you pick between four weapons. Well, first pick between boy and girl and then like what you color what, what color eyes you want very minor um customizations on the characters and then you pick between four weapons there's like a pistol there's a rifle um more of a, there's one that's more of like a assault rifle mm-hmm. and then there's this one called the paint roller which the paint roller is like i mean you guys everybody knows what a paint roller is yep. um but it's a giant paint roller and you just run, you run <laughs> around the map and you just paint the ground so the, the turf war the mission in turf war is to each each team has a different color so it could be green versus blue or purple versus orange excuse me I mean, every every game are different colors and the goal in that three minute session is to have more of the map covered in your color than the other guys and um there's certain ways you can go about it. you can go about it in a um more of a shooter game like a normal shooter game where you just after taking out enemies uh-huh. um you, i think you really need you need a team that like that can work together because this game um and I'll, I'll preface by saying now that i finished the top one or two in almost every game I played. Nice. Uh, yeah, so you can really, you get points, rack, you rack up points um, on kills, but you rack up more points by covering the ground with paint. So you can be more focused on just covering the covering the ground with, um, you know, with your colors, um, and you'll score a lot more. It's, it kind of goes about how you want it. Do so you want to score more points or do you want to get, you want to get kills, I guess? But um, if you want to win, you, you, want to, you need a combination, I think, of the two. We need to be, you gotta work together because I've had games where everybody all they cared about was um, was just covering the ground paint and we kept getting killed constantly. And there's a 10 second um, time, I think five or 10 seconds respawn, but it respawns you in one area, then you get back to the area. But there's actually a cool thing I should um, I forgot to mention that when you um, die at your respawn, when you respawn at there's like this little portal and you look on the gamepad. Um, if you have other you have teammates out on the map. You press, you, you hit like, um, I think it's like ZL or just the L button or whatever, and you click on the map, whatever, um, whatever one of your teammates are, and it will boost you to that area. So you'll get you right back in the action. That way you don't have to run all the way back there, um, which is really cool. So it keeps it, it's very fast paced. I like that. And the three minutes is perfect for this game. Um, but it's, it's all chaos. I, 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 there's games like, we won almost every game as well that I, um, I was on, uh, but, there's a couple games where some everybody just wanted to like, like I said. There's some games everybody just wanted to cover the map. There's some games where I was the only one trying to cover the map. Everybody else wanted to play like it was Call of Duty. It was going out for kills. <laughs> and I mean, like literally most games I played, like there was one game I had zero deaths and zero kills, and I led the team by a mile in points. Wow. So and there's there's games where I like I've seen like uh, a guy go fourteen and six in kill death ratio and was last in her team. Wow. Because that's all... It's like... So there's... It's a fun combination where I think everybody can enjoy it where um, you can still be... You, I mean, and you're not going to score as many points maybe being be trying to get the kill guy, but it's going to be... It brings... It, it, everybody has a benefit to the team because if you kill them, that takes them out of the action. It gives you time to take over more areas of the map. Uh, but it, it was... A lot more fun. I, I was really hyped for this game, and I didn't think I'd get any more hyped. But I had some concerns about how much fun can this gameplay be. Um, but I am, I've already paid for it, so I can't say I'm sold. <laughs> uh, but 
I, guess, I mean, I guess any concerns I really have about the game um, are gone. Um, I don't know. I, I, I can't wait. I am like, I was already kind of excited for it. Um, like I said, I think I said I already bought it, but now I'm like, I'm just jonesing for it. Like, I don't like. I don't want to play any other games right now. Like, I don't I, like nothing matters right now until May 29th. I, I was, I tried playing. I started playing Wind Waker the other day, and because I, I pretty much only, like pretty much ended up my, my knocked on my back catalog of games I want to play. Yep. And I'm started playing Wind Waker. I'm like, oh, man, like I just want to play Splatoon. Like I don't want to do anything <laughs> else. I just want to play Splatoon. Like I don't want to start yourself, this because. That you've got yourself man, like just, a so yeah worked out. Just, just want to. The needle of Splatoon to put in my veins. <laughs> That's a good call right there. Uh, yeah. But, uh, no, it was great. I can't wait uh, for May 29th to get here. Two more weeks. Oh, boy. <laughs> <sighs> well, wow, man, that's it. That's, that's, um, drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I've been playing this week. All right. Well, it's getting close to uh, the end of another well- thought out well fun episode here of generation gaming podcast there is a little bit of announcement i, I do want to make office chair <laughs> it squeaks too fucking much <laughs> all right and now the announcement i'm going to make is in regards to the wrestler of the week i have decided that i wanted to do something a little bit different from here on forward so i will retire the wrestler of the week daily but uh, I am going to try to conjure up some things that I actually want to do for like a weekly thing. So we'll just go ahead and just go on to Knuckles. Do you have any type of trivia for this week? Well, don't don't drink nine beers. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't drank nine beers. I've drank seven. This is number You're seven. You're getting close. <laughs> and I'm not really drunk. Uh, however... Since you're you're ending wrestler of the week, I will also end VG fact of the week. Okay. Uh, on this one, uh, this one follows a Pokemon Red and Blue American version. America. Everyone knows missing no. I'm yes. joking. I ain't gonna do that one. Um, but blah <laughs> blah 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 blah. God, I'm trying to remember what it was. <laughs> oh, yeah, here it is. Everyone remembers Lance, right? The dickhead yep. that had all the dragons. Yep. Yeah. Lance's dragon knot knows barrier. Yep. Which in Pokemon Red and Blue, it is a barrier is a move that dragon knot cannot learn through legitimate methods. Yep. Hmm. That's very true. <laughs> That's something that uh, I never really noticed when I was a kid, though. Only because I was just noticing up on how in the hell I'm going to defeat three dragons in a fucking row. Uh, at that point, I know, so, I was so happy that Blastoise, my Blastoise knew Ospeam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. When I was a kid, with my Blastoise and stuff, all I, all I knew was like a couple of water attacks and like an ice attack. So it's like, okay, let's do Surf. Let's do Bubble Beam. Okay, how about Blizzard? And uh, Ice Beam. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, if I didn't have a Blastoise, I had Star Me that knew uh, Thunderbolt and Ice Beam. I usually went with like Gyarados or like, uh, not just Gyarados, but oh god, what other? I don't know if I really use any other water type Pokemon other than say uh, Blastoise and Gyarados. But, but yes to move on right here check out our generation gaming facebook page 
Let's see. On let's see. We are again. We are Gen. We are Gen again. Gaming Net on Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. And as always, I have been your host for episode ninety-nine, the Jack of Hearts. Hello, Tyler. And I've been drinking way too much. Not really. GG, everyone. Bye. GG. Una mas, everyone. Una mas. Oh my god. 100 episodes next week. Give me t-shirt time.